This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com. All righty. Welcome aboard. Yes, sir. We are live. A little late, a little half hour late, but that's kind of the way it is when they're wheeling you around and that's kind of uh the difference now i've got to get wheeled around by the wife although i got to tell you something it's funny as hell it really is sean when you think about it right because you know most of you know some of you don't maybe you're just tuning in uh my foot i had a issue with my foot a few weeks back i had an achilles issue and i had a um a um what's it called A, a bone spur issue that was stabbing one of my uh Toe tendons, one of the tendons that drives the toes. He was stabbing it from under. So uh, had to fix it, obviously. And I've been in a boot, and we're uh, two and a half weeks in. So uh, we're uh, nearing the halfway mark, we think, because it's four to six. Maybe I get some good, you know, uh, what's it called? Some good reviews uh, tomorrow. I mean, on Monday when they take off the, uh, the stitches. But the funny part is that when I come here to Hialeah Park, you know, you go to a casino. Obviously, I know a lot of the people that work here and they say hi to me and all that, right? But the people that are gambling, they're not going to know who the hell I am, right? Like 90% of them. Some of them, you know, they're regulars and they see us and they come by and they say hi and all that. But it's hilarious, right? Because my wife is pushing me on a little cart to come in and go out. And the faces when I'm going in and out are classic because I can tell somebody's looking at me going, man, that guy's addiction must be, I mean, sky high. This guy is coming here on a little, on a little bicycle, on a little, on a little uh, sco- knee, knee scooter. He's got his you know, wife, girlfriend, whoever that woman is pushing him in because he's got to make a couple of gambles. He's got to bet here. He's got to go... They probably think that, um, that that my addiction is like at another level. Wow. This guy has to come here. I mean, should he be home resting? <laughs> Those are the faces I get. Well, coming they're probably in like, well, at least we're not that bad. Right, <laughs> right. You're making everybody feel better. Here. Exactly. That's what I'm making people feel better. Yeah, yeah. If there's a guy who was here two or three times a week. He looks at me and goes, well, that guy's got real problems. Not me. I'm here for fun. That guy, look at him. He's broken down, and he's, he's having people drag him in here to lose some money. <laughs> Although they do have the loosest slots here, so you might win some money here. That's, that's a good thing about it. They're always going off, the slot machines. We're always hearing them go off. Anyway, uh, Matt Areza signs with the Chiefs. Really? He did? All right. That's good. That's good stuff. Good for him. He was uh, he was uh, wrongly uh, accused, and, and he cleared his name. Brooklyn Rob is first in. It says, "Good afternoon, Big O and Sean. Look forward to the Panthers' victory tonight. Time to hunt. Uh, Panthers uh, tonight in action against Carolina. Uh, but last night, Inter got it done against uh, Salt Lake. That was actually cool. That was good to watch. It was good. To, it was good to have a little soccer in there. Messi uh, dribbling over the injured player was just absolutely. It reminded me of Saban walking over the guy having a seizure in the hallway. 
Uh, Angelo De Jesus, good day, Owen Sean from sunny Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hear me out, O. You're not a financial advisor, just an unpaid one. I'm kidding, but thanks for all the great advice and money you've made us all. You're all welcome. You are all welcome. And donations, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. Louis <laughs> Beltran is in the house. Louis M says, show is super late today. Always a rookie, right? There's always a rookie that just, like, doesn't get the Thursday thing. But there, and there's Louis M on it. Uh, Armando Justo corrected him. Steven Gonzalez, Ray Sosa. He says, what a win by Inter. Football is back. J-Town in, Brian Walters, Lisa Rose, One-Eyed Jack, Brian Landis. We're hanging in there, Brian. Thank you, my brother. We get the stitches off on Monday, so maybe I'll get a little progress and he'll tell me. I can already tell my foot is better because I was telling my wife this. I can, I can, uh, like, I can put my foot down and, like, I don't feel any sensitivity whatsoever so I almost feel like I can put a little weight on it if I wanted to. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way it feels. Uh, so it's getting better. It's getting better. It's, it, the, the beauty of it for me has been that the foot hasn't been an issue, really. It's been all the other stuff that has lingered from the foot, whether it's the knee. I had the thigh and the hip for a little bit, but the knee's gone for now. So we shall see. We're going to have to uh, correct that uh, meniscus issue now that I have there, too. So Omar Lopez, Stetson O, Gus Gus 1388, C's, Rob Cow, Alexis Palenzuela, uh, DF is in, NVIDIA saved the day, Luis Benito. Yeah, NVIDIA helped out, especially for AI. And, and those of you that are with me on Aletheia, it continues, right? Lalithia continues to run right now. Where is it at? And by the way, Star Atlas, which is another long shot that I told you guys about, is now starting to ride. It's up 21%. So it's, uh, it's doing good. Uh, it was nice to see Star Atlas wake up a little bit there. Let's see if it continues to ride. Uh, Aletheia is up 10.5%. Still stuck in the $0.05 cent area. See if it gets starts getting to six or seven. Remember, the high is nine. So it's going to surpass that. I, I have no concerns or, or worries about that. Jasmine, by the way, is just up by 3%. It's uh, right a, a little over a penny and a half, so I'm trying to make its way to two pennies. The big mover today, Polygon, up 13% to $1.04. And... Um, H-Bar, I'm a big H-Bar guy, 15% up. It's up to 11 and a half pennies. That's uh, some of the big movers. Gala is up 11 and a half. I'm a Gala guy. Uh, so market's doing all right, actually. Market bounced back a little bit today. Bitcoin's strong. It's held between 51 and 52, which uh, for those of you that don't realize that, that's incredibly bullish. For the run it's made, and then now it's holding that floor that is as strong as it gets. So, thank you for the comments on the on the shirt. Yes, Allison Chains. What else do we have? Pendle is up almost thirteen percent. It's another one. So, 
We're doing all right. We're doing all right. The market, by the way, is up 461 points to Dow. The S&P is up 108, and the NASDAQ is up half a point. So market's doing well. Crypto's doing well. Some of our long shots are doing incredibly well. So hopefully you guys are on it and making some money like the rest of us. Uh, let's see. I don't agree with signing Wilkins long-term. I would trade him for multiple picks, maybe a first and a third. The uh, problem is trading and uh, somebody has to sign him and give up picks. That's going to be really hard to find. Uh, he's not that good, actually, to be quite honest, to trade for a first and a third and give him a front-line contract. Not worth it. Not worth it, man. Not worth it. But we're going to get into a couple of those subjects now with Wilkins and, uh, and another one that I found just absolutely stupid. But we'll, we'll talk about it because, again, you know. But we're going to talk about it in the sense of pretty much making fun of people more than anything else. Uh, let's see. Captain Saki is in in Tarpon Springs. Dude 67. Big O out here making people feel good. Well, I hope so. If you got uh, if you got a little bit of uh, crypto going, you 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 feeling really good with us. La leyenda de la sauecera says Luis. Thank you, sir. That's very nice of you. Ryan R A P. Uh, let's see. Anthony says Big O. How did surgery go? I bet you can still kick with that injured surg surgically repaired foot. Better than Sanders. <laughs> He did finish strong. He did finish strong. Alexis is asking about Tim Anderson for the Marlins. Brett Dodger is in. Pat in Asheville oh, also is wearing one of those gambling diapers. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that way I don't have to get up and go anywhere. Uh, Cigar Social. Un abrazo. Thank you, my brother. Jermaine is in. Um, I, you know, I don't know if any Marlin news is big news, but we'll get to that too. Uh, let's see. Dirt in a jar and uh, uh, dirt in a jar of flies is definitely a, a great one, my brother. Uh, Jay Gelfin. Inter Miami game was fun to watch. Alex was right. The defense was better. Yeah, Al the uh, the defense uh, except for Kristoff, that that guy is old and slow as a mofo. Like he has to literally tackle you in the back line in order to like do his job. He's a liability in a big time way. He is too old and too slow. Maybe when they get back some of the other guys, they'll uh, they'll they'll change that up a little bit. But. That's what Alex was talking about, right? About yeah, Kristoff wasn't supposed to be there, but with the injuries, he's probably gonna be. Yeah, because yeah. it looked bad last. It looked, it's weird though because last year he didn't look that. I mean, just that one year just has changed everything. Yeah, yeah. You get old, bro. You get old. You got mileage on you. You know, I did win yesterday. I uh, I took uh, Roger Roger uh, Taylor and uh, Robert. Robert Taylor. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Queen. Um, Robert Taylor and I took. Um, Suarez, anytime goals, but the, 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 the Taylor one, the odds were like so good that it covered both bets. So I ended up even making money anyway. So I, I, got, the, I, got, I got Robert uh, anytime goal, and then Suarez didn't come through. Almost. There was one moment where Suarez had a shot. 
And I was like, dude, am I going to hit both of these? Because I didn't want to bet minus a goal and a half. Because it was like minus 170 or something, 180. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not doing that. That's not, uh, I'd rather go the other way. Remember, it's all about value, right? That's what we always talk about, right? Where we're, whether we're investing or whether we're, we're investing in sports. Doesn't matter what it is. You have to search for the value of it, where you want to buy it, at what price point, that kind of stuff. And, and then when it's not at the price point, don't take it. And then sometimes that's why I always tell you, hey, go with a live line. But in, but in soccer, it's a little bit harder than it would be in basketball. So, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, looks like you lost a lot of – yeah, I, I've probably lost somewhere in the 20 range now, right? Because it was 14 a few weeks ago, right? So I probably have lost something like 20 pounds now, something like that. I'm in the process of it. I, uh, I fast every day. I only eat in a window of, what, like 3 to 6 p.m., right? Something like that, babe, right? Like 3 to 6 p.m. or something like that. That's, uh, so I only have a couple of meals during those hours, and then that's it. I'm done for the day and night and morning and everything and all that good stuff. So I kind of keep it really tight window and then just – and then I'm eating all right, too. I'm, I'm trying to eat as decent as possible, you know? So, but thank you for noticing. Yeah, you can kind of tell in my face, right? Because that's where I, when I gain weight, obviously it's in the stomach and in the face. I get affected in the face big time, dude. My face, carapapa, you know? That's what happens to me. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what would you think of Luis Suarez? Dave? I thought he actually played pretty well, you know? I, uh, I like what I saw yesterday. I mean, for their first game... I thought the chemistry was pretty good. The passing was better than I expected. I got to tell you, I was wrong about that. I was a little afraid of chemistry being, you know, a little off. But Alex was right. They had enough time with the practices and the travel and the preseason games. The, 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 the chemistry was pretty good. First half. I thought it was a tale of two halves because the second half. Okay, that's Real fair. Real Salt Lake started like. They played better. Yeah, play, they played well, a lot better. And your trailer. Inter Miami played worse. I mean, as far as like they looked slower. The outside of Salt Lake, when they started attacking, it showed Inter Miami's veteran experience, if you want to call that. Right. Because they got away. There was a couple times where they gave the ball away, and it, that score could have been a little bit different. And Drake Counter sure. made some good saves, too, as Ooh, well. Oh, Drake. He had, mean, he had one save that was yeah, just the one, the one at the top. Just, yep, at the top. Yep. In the middle of the, in the, middle of the bar, crossbar right there. Yeah. That was. But there was times where, you know, again. But Drake Callender has to be Drake Callender. That's yeah. just kind of what it is. Yeah, it's going to happen um, in every game. Who was it? Taylor Twin, Twin, Twetman? Twelman. Twelman was saying, he's like, look. Coming out of the preseason, you're always going to have, you know, dead legs anyways. Right. Much less traveling 23,000 miles in, you know, in said preseason as well. And, you know, he was like, he was, he was, he was talking about how he was amazed that, you know, a lot of those guys were going the 90 minutes. Like, he's like, I, he thought he was going to see uh, Campana earlier and they didn't come until like the 80th minute. 80th minute. Like, yeah. And you saw, who was it? It was Suarez, Suarez right? Suarez he, came he out limping. He was limping coming out. Yeah. And it's just. Was it too much? You know what I'm saying? Again, well, and and they didn't attack nearly as much in the second half. No, they, they laid back the a little half, bit. Right? But it showed they, too that you once know, they again, took the lead, it was like. You yeah, know. but I feel like it's that old uh, boxer, like when he stops throwing punches, then he starts just getting beaten up, and like, right. how long can he hold on? Can he make it last? You know, and it, it 
I think times it, where I was like, oh, no. It, it's almost like they felt they can handle them. So they yeah. were like, all right, let's coast a little bit. And, <laughs> and they Lupe fiascoed it. They kicked, push, kicked, push, kicked, push, and coast. And that's what happened. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Good afternoon, Big O. Chris from Phoenix, Arizona. Extension for our young wide receiver? Yeah, Waddle will get one. Uh, you know what? Let me, let me talk about that one subject, first of all, because um, I got to say, our local media, you guys are desperate as hell, dude. Because Mike Tannenbaum, you know, and, and got nothing against Barry, nothing but love for Barry. But Barry was, like, praising Mike Tannenbaum on the air at ESPN, and I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe Barry needs him to ask him for information for his articles and whatever. Hey, former Dolphin and Jet GM, Mike Tannenbaum says this, and so he can call him because he can't rip him and then go call him, right? Uh, I'm a little different. I don't really give a fuck, okay? You know, I'm going to rip you if you deserve to get ripped, and it is what it is. Mike Tannenbaum is terrible on air, he comes up constantly with stupid shit, including trading Waddle. Okay. It was for what cornerback was it? For what player or for whatever. It, it, it's just, it, it's hard. And then the local media goes off on it. It was, it, oh, it was for Bird, for Jarius Oh, for Jerry Sneed. For Jerry Sneed. Okay. All right. So, you know, and it, it's just, and, and then it just gets into stupid talk, right? And then you got Beasley talking about, well, you know, you can't, tr you know, you could trade Tyreek, but then you would, you know, sabotage the seat. And I'm like, okay, why are we talking about stupid shit? Why are you people writing about stupid shit? Why are you people even going off of what Mike Tannenbaum said, which is stupid shit? That makes no sense. Nobody's trading Waddle. Nobody's trading Tyreek. This is the offseason, dude. This is exactly what I've been telling you about and why I don't entertain bullshit like this. But you know what I will do? I will expose bullshit like this and expose everybody else that wants to take a ride on this kind of bullshit. I get it. It's slow. You got to fill some time. Writers. Fine, dude. Whatever. And I get it. We have stupid enough people that will actually entertain these conversations. I mean, we have... Parents that are not giving their kids measles vaccination. So we got stupid mofos all over this country. Yeah, I'm talking to you. If you're keeping your kid away from the measles vaccine, you're an effing moron. So we know that catastrophically, we've got a lot of stupid people in this country. Okay? A lot of stupid people. So the media feeds stupid people. So if you want to go for stupid things like trading Waddle or then trying to even entertain a conversation because let's get clicks and let's get out there and let's talk about trading 
Tyreek. You know, it, 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 it's just amazing to me the level of crap that the media throws out there. Whatever happened to just trying to have some constructive conversation, stuff that actually makes sense? Not that they're trading for Dalvin Cook. This is the same thing I have to do every offseason now. Every offseason, what I have to do now is bring everybody to reality because since they've just got to fill time, you know what I mean? I don't need to do that. We don't do that here on this platform. We don't just fill time. So let's just talk about bullshit crap that never is going to happen. Hypotheticals that are not even close to reality. And by the way, here's another one. Kansas City's got all kinds of cap issues. They're going to take on Waddle and give him a new contract. When that's not what they need. They can draft a receiver. The draft is loaded with receivers. The Jarius Birds, those dudes are really rare. Like, really rare. That's like that's that's another reason why it's a stupid trade. What was that? McDu- whatever, bro. I don't give a shit if it's Jarius Bird or McDuffie or whatever. Doesn't make any sense. One of the reasons why they won the title is because of those corners. You don't let go of those corners. Plus, they're in their rookie deals. Waddle is a year away from giving him a fat-ass deal. I mean, it's the... The, the buffoonery that goes on in the media. I get it. It's slow and there's nothing going on and you got to invent shit. And, 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 you know, I was saying how terrible Mike Tannenbaum is, but somebody on Twitter corrected me. He goes, you're wrong, oh. Tannenbaum is perfect for television because that's exactly what they, and, and you know what? He's right. Look what's going on right now. Right, exactly. Right. He is perfect for television because that's all they spew is crap. And they lie to you. Look at the EU now. Did you see that? The EU came out like, oh, no, Bitcoin's terrible. The, 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 the European Central Bank, the ECU, came, oh, no, Bitcoin's terrible, this, that. They, they like, trashed it completely. Why? Because they know that their fiat currency is dying. And so they'll lie to people. This is what they do to you. It's like they just flat out lie, just mislead you, come up with crap that makes no sense. Trading Waddle. Like they're going to trade Waddle. They're not going to trade Waddle. And they're not going to trade Tyreek either. But it's great clickbait stuff. It gets you guys talking about it. And you know what? I guess it'll get me talking about it just like last year. Just like last year when I told you, oh, the Dalvin Cook stuff, that's all lies. All those people reporting that he's going to get traded for or they're dying to give him a contract, they're all lying. Oh, no, they're going to go after Jonathan. No, they're not, dude. Now, Jonathan Taylor wants to come here for, you know, low-hanging fruit, and maybe they'll do that. They'll do low-hanging fruit. 
So if, if this is what we have to do, then I guess this is my new job every offseason now. Kind of tell you, hey, by the way, this story is bullshit. And that story is horse crap. And that story doesn't fly. And all that stuff yesterday, that, that's just desperation from the media because they got nothing else to say. So let's come up with fake content so we can come up with some kind of content. I mean, just absolute silliness, dude. Really. Oh, all right. Um, I hope you can keep the weight off. That's it. Yeah, that's where I fail every time, Brett. Every time. That's where I fail. I never keep it off because I have no discipline. So I'm an idiot. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Giovanni in Luis Benito. I just printed messy schedule. Can't miss any more games. There you go. Big O, it's almost bathing suit season. LOL. <laughs> I'll be ready for my Speedo in a couple months. Jermaine. No one said Christian Wilkins is worth multiple first round picks, but he's worth at least a first. Maybe, just a first. That could be. Multiple picks, I doubt it. And I still think they won't trade a first and give them a big contract. I, be I believe no one will do that. How do you like them apples? I believe no one in the NFL will give you a first-round pick for Christian Wilkins and give him a big contract. How do you like them apples? Yeah. Maybe a second or a third. You won't get a first. No freaking way you'll get a first for Christian Wilkins when you have to give him a big contract. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, let's see. The chemistry was on point last night, and Suarez should have had the goal, but he gave the assist to Gomez. Yeah, he did. That was a nice pass a sec uh, last second, but he, he made the right decision, actually, because Gomez had the clear shot after that. John Vasquez is in. Eric Nordstrom. Big O, you need to look into this red light therapy for your ankles and anything. <laughs> Hey, uh, you, you're new to the show, Eric? Red light therapy? How many of you are laughing right now with me with Eric? Eric's a newbie. He doesn't know about one of our sponsors. Uh, Les Jams, John Vasquez, Bill's fake crowd noise. Uh, but I know more than doctors and scientists. <laughs> I love it, brother. Thank you. Uh, Dolphin, the trade was waddled to the Chiefs for Trent. Whatever it is, bro. Trent, OJ McDuffie, whatever it is. Maybe a trade for a third for Jerry Judy. So Tua gets his slot wide. Now, you, you, uh, they can't be paying more receivers, bro. Ray says, I got local media and QAM has nothing to talk about now with the Dolphins, but to give any light to Mike Tannenbaum. I know. I, I mean, really, seriously. But I, I get why. I get why my boy, you know, Barry had to do it. Barry did it because, you know, it's, he's probably going to call Mike for uh, uh, something and he needs a quote so he can't rip him like I can. So it was just, it's just silly shit that there's no truth to it. There's no weight to it whatsoever. And so just want to make sure we shoot that shit down. Okay. 
Uh, I think uh, someone overpays Wilkins and he leaves. Sounds like a Jets move. No, I don't think it will be the Jets. They've got some issues. I don't think they can do that. Plus, they're loaded. They don't need Christian Wilkins, actually. They're loaded. They have a bench and everything. They have players on the bench that need to play and aren't playing enough. The, the Jets have done a marvelous job of drafting, especially on defense, dude. Seriously. I mean, I got to give them credit there. I hate that crap, but I got to give them credit. All right, let's do it. Let's get to uh, some Dolphin conversation. Let's see if uh, let's see what uh, Mr. David Ferronis thinks about that silliness yesterday and, uh, and, and that one report about Christian Wilkins. We'll get to that with our Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report. All rise, football fans. As the Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report with David Ferronis is in session. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They are committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. Here's Miami Dolphins insider David Ferronis. All right, all right, all right. There you go. All right, all right. Hey, uh, Mac, just so you can learn a little bit, uh, they traded and gave it to him because he's a pass rusher. That's Chubb, bro. You trade for pass rushers and corners and quarterbacks and, and uh, number one wide receivers. Those top five positions, Mac, so you'll learn, you do trade for that, my brother. Okay? You, you might want to learn a little football there, Mac. Okay? You do trade. For the five most important positions, you trade picks and you give up salaries. Outside of those top five positions, no, not so much. That's why the running back stuff last year was complete horseshit, Mac. But, hey, thanks for playing. All right, let's get to it. Welton Rayom, call him 954-966-4646. Bankruptcy, condo damage, personal injury, homeowner property damage. Save that number, 954-966-4646. How you feeling, man? How you feeling? I'm doing well. I checked out some draft prospects training locally this week at uh, at uh, Bomberitos in in Aventura. So uh, getting a head start on that, uh, which I mean, he, he always has a lot of guys. He had 25 guys uh, going in the uh, – was it just the combine or, or the, the draft overall? Uh, so, I mean, a lot of prospects. Uh, just wrote a thing about uh, Jarvis Brownlee, a local cornerback who uh, got shot as a kid, and then uh, it inspired him. So, uh, but yeah, and then next week is the Combine. So uh, keeping an eye on uh, everything Miami Dolphins. as uh, That's always a big week as far as news coming out. You hear from Mike McDaniel for the first time since the season ended. Hear from Chris Greer for the first time since that end-of-season press conference. So um, a lot about to go down now this next week. So let me ask you, yesterday uh, media all over was entertaining the silliness of Mike Tannenbaum, who constantly throws out shit out there that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and so there's no shot that they would ever trade Waddle. So I'm not sure why anybody would bring it up. I get why Mike Tannenbaum would bring it up, because he doesn't really have a pulse, uh, a good feel for any of this shit as it is. So I'm just wondering, um, what'd you think of all that crap? Yeah, uh, very interesting that, that this gets uh, thrown out. Uh, so the the thing is, I, I know there's been 
a little talk about, oh, well, it could work if they if the Dolphins were to try to break up Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle because they're so similar. If you have a, a separate receiver that complements the other better. But here's the thing. You need Tyreek Hill now because he is uh, – I mean, well, he's the number one receiver. He led the league in receiving and uh, flirted with 2,000 yards before he got hurt toward the end of the year. You need him now if you're in this win-now mode and window that you're currently in. Yes. And then once Tyreek Hill moves on and he's older and he's already even last year, he had a target retirement date after 10 years. So then that's when you need Jalen Waddle to be the number one. Uh, for yes. the and while you can have both, you want both, uh, especially for, uh, for Tua Tungavailoa to maximize everything that he's able to do with the. So with, let's just get um, rid of Duper. You only need Clayton. Is that right, what we're going to do? Right. So let's just get rid of, let's just get rid of Torrey Holt. You only need Isaac Bruce. Is that, is that is that what we're talking about now? I mean, really seriously, I so. like, I, I mean, like, I, like, what what kind of stupid shit is this, bro? You that that's the reason why your offense is so potent. You have two guys that scare the shit out of people, dude. And that's what Duper and Clayton used to do: scare the shit out of people on a consistent <laughs> basis. That's what you want. If you only have one, by the way, just to inform Mike Tannenbaum and any other local media member that wants to entertain this silliness. Now, all of a sudden, you can roll the safety over to Tyreek. You can, you can bracket him. You can, now you become a lot more easier to defend. But when you have Duper and Clayton, it's impossible to defend. When you have Waddle and Tyreek, it's impossible to defend. When you have Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, it's impossible to defend. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. You have Ayuk, you have Debo Samuel, you have Wilk, you have uh, uh, what was, uh, um, the uh, Kittle. Kittle. I mean, yeah. are, are McCaffrey you, out of the backfield. And McCaffrey out of the backfield. Oh, so let's get rid of one of them. No, no. <laughs> you don't get rid of weapons, dude. I mean, you know, Dan Fouts dropped back and it was John Jefferson, Charlie Joyner, and uh, Lofton. So what are we going to do? Get rid of one of them? No, dude, you got three monsters. Oh, and I had Kellen Winslow, too, by the way, at tight end. Oh, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've been watching this since I was a child. (laughs) When you have two guys, you you don't think of destroying that, dude. (laughs) You you build on that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I I just... Mm -hmm. And it's a tandem that has uh, created such a large percentage of the Dolphins' target share. So that's a, an incredibly huge void that is created if one of them – and, of course, there's no no one's trying to argue that you get rid of one and then, you know, to replenish elsewhere or stock up draft picks, whatever you, you want to say, and then don't uh, fill up on the back end of bringing in other receivers. But you already have a great tandem there together as it is that's, that's been growing in the same offense that Mike McDaniel will now uh, have them for a third consecutive year, that Tua will have them for a third consecutive year, that duo in Jalen Waddle's case, uh, even one more year with Tua uh, back before Mike and, and Tyree got there. So you just keep building on that. And then what you want is a third option in the passing game to go with them. That's why we talk about, like on this show, is uh, whether you can get that tight end, whether you, it's a third receiver. Because – Tyreek Hill, even in Kansas City, he always had Travis Kelsey there with him. Uh, so it's not it was so it wasn't a second receiver per se, but it was that second big time passing uh, uh, target option. So uh, yeah, I mean th- these things they, they work in tandem. So uh, just why why break it up now? No, that's why none of this makes any sense. Plus, by the way, you got to pay Waddle next year. 
Uh, so the Chiefs have all these cap issues. They're going to pick up a guy that they have, and then they're going to get rid of one of their corners. Like, okay, they have the best pair of young corners in the NFL. Uh, that's another thing you don't break up. You don't break up Sam Madison and Pat Sertan. You build around Pat, Mad Pat, Pat and, and Sam. That's what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what, by the way, besides Mahomes and Chris Jones, uh, the other reason why you won the Super Bowl, it's those two corners. Those two mm -hmm. corners are nasty, bro. Nasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't think it makes sense on, on either end. No, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> for either and, team. <laughs> and for anybody locally here to be entertaining this silliness is just ridiculous. Now, Let's get to the one that makes a little sense. Not Here's a duel that you do want to break up. <laughs> the yeah. Christian Wilkins-Zach Sealer one. Yes, I do, actually. I do want to break it up because I don't think it's worth the money that they're going to pay him. And uh, I, I trust Dan Graziano. Okay, Unlike Mike Tannenbaum, I do trust Dan Graziano. So I'm going to respect what he reported, but... I'm going to hold reservation on it and say I need to see it to believe it because there's no way they tag him and then they're able to have the flexibility they need the entire offseason to do the things that they need to do. So to me, that's where I disagree with the report. I'm not saying it's wrong only because it's Dan Graziano and I, and I have respect for him. If it was maybe there might be a couple other guys on, 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 that, on that network that I might – challenge and say nah that's horse shit but that guy i give him i give him props because he's good i just i fiscally i just don't think it works to be quite honest i don't think you will have the flexibility you need uh to go find what you need in free agency and then to re-sign everything that you need to re-sign at the same time if you tag wilkins so you tell me what do you think about that report and here's the other thing that he did mention was that he started off. The question was about using the franchise tag, uh, but then he noted as he went on that it probably makes more sense if you are going to, uh, if you do want to keep him and tag him, that it makes most sense to sign him to the long-term extension where the front end of the contract, it ends up being uh, better for you financially under the cap uh, room and that so that then you can actually build off of that, give yourself more leeway than uh, the 20 million that it requires to tag. And that's on, on this, uh, upcoming so season. yeah, basically his report was million, either yeah. either way, either either thing happens, right? That's the way yeah. I understood it. That the Dolphins don't plan on letting him leave okay. Miami, and uh, from the other perspective to to what you have presented is that this is a foundational piece to this rebuild from the very start of it, 2019, uh, when th there was that tank year where then Brian Flores ended up getting them to the five wins. That was their first draft pick, first first round draft pick of that whole run. And then 2020, the big draft class, another one in 21, then the shift to now you have your core. So then you start adding the veteran pieces, the Ty making trades like for Tyreek Hill, for Jalen Ramsey, Teron Armstead in free agency, uh, building with, uh, with the pieces you already had in place before that, like Xavier Howard and so on. So, uh, it, it would it would just be contrary to what you've built to then let the foundational piece of that first first round pick from this era just uh, just go by the wayside. Um, and he's a guy that's been reliable for you. He's barely ever missed a game, uh, and uh, he added the interior pass rush this season. Always been a great uh, run defender. Now, of course, you've always mentioned that he he did a little bit more of it when it was against the bad teams instead of uh, when the Dolphins needed him most, and that's a fair point as well. So. 
things to weigh out. But then if you if you plan on bringing him back, then why not just do it on the long-term extension? Now, it will cost you a lot now because he did get those sack numbers. So now whatever number he was expecting before, he's only expecting a bigger number now uh, this time around when they go back to the negotiating table. So it's going to cost you a lot. But if you backload it, it's uh, team-friendly on the front end. That helps you for the, the time being, which is this win-now window that you've created anyway. And then you kick the can down the road for all these headaches that are going to come anyway and just come uh, storming down on, on the organization with the cap-ocalypse uh, that, that will ensue in all likelihood. Then if you just stack all of them for the future days, and then you end up having to do what the Rams did, like you know, letting Jalen Ramsey go, making decisions that way. Then uh, that's what you have to do for the future. But uh, I, hey, listen, if you win the title, I don't care what happens after that. Exactly, you know the Rams did that too. The yeah, Rams did that in twenty one. Right. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have a problem with what the Rams did, dude. As long as you win yeah. the title, and then you have to deal with you know cleaning out and all that crap, and you got to deal with a couple of years of you know, kind of like what they had to do when when they took over and got rid of Indomitian Sioux and Tannehill and all those deadbeat contracts that they had to, I think when they, when they got rid of Sioux, the two dead years after that were 13 and 19 million of dead space with Sioux. You know, so that, those are the things, but they didn't win a title. And that's the difference. Whereas yeah. the, with the Rams, brother, you can happily go backwards as long as you win the title. That's, that's the one thing we wanted. So, and the Dolphins, to this point, have only gotten to the wild card round, have not even won a playoff game right. yet. I know a lot of circumstances that led to it, especially this past season. But And then even the Rams, two years later, they're right back in the playoffs. NFC a little bit easier to get in, but uh, they, they were right back in it and a, a fairly competitive team. Yeah. So when it's all said and done now, you hear what Graziano says. What do you think happens? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of keeping them around. Uh, but which just, one happens? Does mm-hmm. do they do they? Because uh, I don't think they can tag him. I don't think it. Right. I think it cripples their entire off season if they tag him. Because I know you're going to free up money with X, but that won't come till June. I know you're going to give to a contract, so that'll free up money right yeah. away. You're not bringing back probably Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, Cedric Wilson. So there's a, you know, there's salaries that you're going to be able to open up space. So I understand that, but you know, I just think that because you're going to want to make some moves and you're going to need to resign some of your own people, very importantly, I, I, I just don't see a tag. Yeah. And, that's and why. I, yeah. I, I just have a, I really, I, and if you weren't willing to pay him last year, why would you be willing to pay him this year? I don't understand that one. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think I think there's a difference between willing. I think the Dolphins were willing, just not at the price that, uh, right. that Wilkins and I mean. his representation were, were looking for. So uh, I, I believe Chris Greer even said at his end-of-season news conference that when they were uh, in those talks, that, uh, that the two sides agreed it was a fair offer, but that his representation was looking for even more than that. Uh, I think they were anticipating that he was going to show the interior pass rush, which uh, he had not presented yet. Like the other big time defensive tackles that had gotten their money to that point. So now he did uh, end up at least putting that on paper on the record. He got the nine sacks in a season, which, uh, you know, whichever teams they came against. And that is still an impressive number and a guy who has uh, been reliable for you in the run game and just his availability uh, over time as well. So, so I do see it. I, yeah, I agree with you on, on the franchise tag because that's very costly. 
a team that's already 52 million over the cap. That's another 20. Now you're into the 70s of what you have to uh, account for. Not uh, going to happen. Not yeah, going to happen. The, the restructures and all that. It gets you a big chunk of that, but still not that far. So I think in the end, uh, with uh, an extension with a lo- or a long-term deal, I should say, uh, that's friendly at the beginning, that would be uh, the ideal scenario. But then if they are indeed priced out, then uh, – they will be uh, looking elsewhere. So it's got to be at the right price that both teams can, can or both sides can agree on. But uh, Does he end yeah. up here? Does he end up here? Does, what does your gut tell you? Because I still think he's gone. Damn it. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Good. Uh, with the deal. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Somebody's got to be wrong, so we got to have fun with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to be wrong with it, so we got to have fun with it. It's a classic. Yeah, you, you, you take the either side. The, the two sides uh, each take a different side. Exactly. All right, what classic. are you working on this Sun Sentinel so uh, Dolph fans can check you out? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I was just uh, checking out some prospects, so I got a, a series of stories on uh, different prospects that – uh, Dolphins could be looking at. I just mentioned Jarvis Brownlee. Uh, so um, uh, he's he plays cornerback, a local kid too. So if Dolphins are moving on from eggs and probably need some competition, whether it's at slot or anywhere else. Uh, he could be a guy uh, later on uh, in the draft. And he has an inspirational story there as well, where uh, he was uh, in a car uh, with uh, with the target of a, of a shooting, and he ended up getting hit when he was just in third grade. Uh, that inspired him to, uh, to get to where he's at right now. Uh, saw a lot of different guys. Uh, Christian Mahogany, Boston College guard. So if the Dolphins uh, need either a left guard or they are unable to sign Robert Hunt, he could be a guy. He's one of the higher uh, end higher rated guards in the draft. Uh, so uh, working on uh, reeling out all that and then getting up to uh, previewing the combine, which is a big week uh, next week. All right, there you go. Have you gotten your polygon yet? No, no, because, yeah, I'm still – I still haven't downloaded my uh, my crypto.com. I, I need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, brother. All right, follow him on Twitter <laughs> at David Faronis underscore. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. David, as always, thank you, my brother. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up next week. Yes, sir. Likewise. You got it. Hey, Welton Realm, folks. Listen, storms are coming. Now, I know that the normal season is back in May and June, July and all that, but we get hit by storms now, and it's just, it happens out of nowhere. And then water damage comes with that. And then you're going to call the insurance companies. And I want you to not do that. That's the worst thing you can do. You want to first call Welton Realm. And with the new laws that have been put in place that uh, Mr. DeSantis put us, the consumer, at a disadvantage, the most important thing is to have the right lawyers in place and the right people in your corner. So maybe you don't need it right now, but you may need it down the line. Save it. 954-966-4646. Jeff Welt, Daniel Rayom will help you out. Condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, personal injury, you name it. Bankruptcy, call Welton Realm, 954-966-4646. This has been another session of the Welton Realm Miami Dolphins Report with David Ferronis. At Welton Realm, they don't get paid unless you win. They handle complex personal injury claims caused by the fault of another in both state and federal courts. They handle auto, trucking, motorcycle, slip and fall, and bicycle accidents. Call 954-966-4646. Welton Rayom can help. All right, all right, all right. We're going we're gonna to find out. We're going to find out where this whole Christian Wilkins thing lies. Okay, Dan Graziano is very credible. I have immense respect for Dan. 
Um, used to work down here, by the way. Was it the Sun Sentinel, I think, I want to say, that Dan Graziano was in? Uh, I, a long, long time ago. Of course, I'm old, so I remember these kind of things. Um, good dude. Knows his stuff. Now, he's, he, made, he made it sound that either one will get done. I want to see it. I got to see it to believe it. Because from the stuff that I know, he was not happy last year. And he made everybody know he wasn't happy last year. Okay? Um, he still didn't get the sacks that you really want. Okay? He's not really the difference maker that some of you make him out to be. He's a good player, really good player, but not a great player. Um, here's where, here's, if I'm going to give you franchise money like this, right? I'm going to ask you something right away, okay? Let me ask you something. I'm gonna, you're going to represent the fans right now, okay? Grab the mic there, Sean Stanley, okay? I'm the fans. You're the fans. Okay. Do you game plan for Jason Taylor? Yes. Do you game plan for Aaron Donald? If you're smart, yes. Do you game plan for Chris Jones? If you're smart, yes. Do you game plan for TJ Watt? If you're smart, yes. Do you game plan for Christian Wilkins? Be honest now. Be honest now. Be honest now. No. Am I game planning more for Jalen Ramsey? I mean, if am I not staying away from Jalen Ramsey? You're staying away from Jalen Ramsey. Okay. You're double teaming Chubb. You're looking at Phillips. You're, he's down the list. <laughs> Way down the list, probably, actually. So how am I going to give a guy $25-plus million a year when you don't game plan for him? Please explain that to me. I'm a big Chris Greer, Marvin Allen, and Reggie McKenzie fan. I think most of the time they do the right thing. I will disagree with a long-term contract with Christian Wilkins. I ask you again, everybody that's on the chat board now, do you game plan for Christian Wilkins? I ask you, please tell me. Do you game plan? Is the offensive coordinator just terrified that they've got a game plan for him? What do you think? Or were you more game planning for Bradley Chubb in the second half of the season the way he was playing? I got nothing against Christian Wilkins. Love his attitude. Love his energy. Plays hard. Really good player. Like I said, really good player. Like I'll tell you about Bam Adebayo, very good player, dude. Very good player. Don't get me, don't, don't even start with greater franchise. Don't even start with me. Because you don't fear him. He's a role player. You only fear him if they can put 30 on your head. It's not Bam. Christian Wilkins isn't wrecking your offensive line. So, I mean, tell me. You tell me. It, it, do you game plan for Christian Wilkins? Spock says no. True Finn fan says no. Anybody who says, 
you game plan for Wilkins is full of shit. How are you going to give 20 plus to a guy whose sidekick outplayed him for 10 million? You don't game plan for Wilkins. Ray, you're game planning more for Brian Burns, Dexter Lawrence, Quinn and Williams than Christian Wilkins. Thank you, Ray. Very intelligent text. Troy Ortiz, no. Will Wilkins set the market? That's another reason why I wouldn't touch that contract. Christo says, I agree, but every single year he gets better and better and better, but do you gamble on better? No. Those of you that are old enough, because if you're too young, you didn't get to see this guy because it was a really short window, okay? Because he, he didn't play well for a long time, and, he, and then he got, he got booted out of here and went to Denver, and he had back issues. But for a couple of years, he had moments. So let me ask you something. Okay, we used to have a guy named Daryl Gardner. When Daryl Gardner wanted to play, he wrecked your shit. Yes. Okay. You guys remember those of you that are old enough when Dar- when Daryl Gardner wanted to play. Okay, because he didn't want to play all the time. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, I love Daryl to death. I, I got along great with him, but I'll be honest, he did not give the motor wasn't there all the time. But when Daryl said, I'm wrecking this shit, he wrecked it. He wrecked it like very few people I've ever seen in my life. That's a guy you got a game plan against. I've never seen that from Christian Wilkins. Again, this is not an indictment on Christian Wilkins. This is just I'm telling you what level I think he is. I'm not paying him that next level. But anybody, and you remember him because you're old enough, but when you remember Daryl Gardner and he wanted to just blow shit up, oh, my God, for you young doll fans, if there's some highlights on YouTube of Daryl Gardner, go check them out. Go, go, go check that out. Now, he doesn't have half the, the character of, of, of Wilkins. He doesn't have half the work ethic. He doesn't have a tenth of the work ethic of, of, of Christian Wilkins. Christian has a lot of great, you know, features to him, a lot of great characteristics. But I, 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 I can't give him 25-plus million a year. I cannot. And that's where I completely disagree with Dan Graziano and his take. Totally disagree with him on this one. I certainly don't think you can tag him because that would cripple their offseason. That would that would not be manageable. And I don't think you're going to give him the money that he wants. To be quite honest. And that's the that's the issue there with the whole Christian Wilkins situation. So uh, Orlando, I will say uh, this about about Wilkins. Very good player, but he's not great. Sorry, he's not, man. He's the best we've got. That's true. That is very true. Very, very true. Very good, Mr. Brunetti. Mr. Brunetti is in the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, great support for our show. Uh, will Miami overpay like they did four years ago with Agba and Bake? Agba wasn't overpaid. Agba got injured, but he wasn't overpaid. He was producing, dude. He got back-to-back years of nine sacks. Like, and he was productive for the little amount of time he played last year. It wasn't his fault. 
He just didn't fit the system. I was going to say, he technically didn't fit the system, but when he played, he performed. Uh, yeah, somehow dude. made it work. Yeah, got like, he, got like, he got like five sacks in like very yeah. limited play. It's uh, Somebody I, that the system didn't fit, he played pretty well in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, that's just uh, complaining to complain. He, he, was, he was a good pickup for them, man. But he didn't fit this scheme. He was more for the 4-3 scheme that they were running before. That's why. So... Uh, there's three Dolphin defenders you game plan for. Uh, you, oh, before Wilkins. Okay, yeah. Matthew Lean Wilkins is a great leader and captain, but Sealer has very similar production for, yeah, less money. It's going to be less than half because he's going to want to run 25. Gardner had back issues. Yes, he did. He was a monster, man. Monster. What a shame. If he had the attitude that he needed... He was, God, he could have been great. But he did so many weights and he, the bodybuilding stuff he was into and all that and destroyed his back. Uh, let's see. Daryl Gardner was a lazy player, underachieving all-world talent. When he wanted to, he was unstoppable. That's the, that's the freakish part about it. That's why you like, that's why they hung in there with him. Because there were moments that you were like, oh, crap. Like, you rarely ever saw stuff like that. You just don't see people just bust through a line and just cast guys aside like they're nothing, dude. Like nothing. Like they didn't mean, these are 300-pound men that he was just pushing aside like they were toys. It was, it was, that, that was, it was intoxicating. Because the few moments you saw of Daryl Gardner, you were like, Wow, did you see that? I, 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 you know what? I just got some chills. I just got some chills. Because there are those moments that there are those players that just can do things that you rarely ever see. And that dude, that Klingon, could do it. Because he was a Klingon, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. When he would take off his, his helmet or whatever, he had all those wrinkles like Klingons. <laughs> Telling you, he was a Klingon. So I'm there. Uh, let's see. I want to reset the entire thing and draft a young QB, Knicks or McCarthy. Oh, that's just stupid shit. Uh, I uh, like Wilkins. Hope they can keep him, but wouldn't surprise me if they can't make it work. Yeah. Uh, I'm game planning for AVG before Wilkins. God, that's kind of scary, but it's true. Uh, let's see what else. Man, those uh, wrinkles were weird. Did, did that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he had them here. He had them on the top. I'm telling you, he was a Klingon. There, You're that damn big. It's, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't fat. That's you, you, huge, man. No, but he was like cut, bro. Yes. No, I'm not. Like he made Jason Taylor. Looks really small. No, I know. I know. He was I remember like Daryl Gardner. I remember all that stuff. But the, there's, there's only so many places for skin on your body when yeah. you're that big. It's got it. Yeah. You're going to have it. He was, man, that, that body was tight, bro. Like I had never seen a defensive tackle with no fat. Zero fat. He was uh, oversized defensive end playing defensive tackle. Because he was just built and thicker than a defense, because he was playing tackle. 
So he was bigger than a defensive end. I'm telling you, man. That's, uh, that's the kind of stuff that you, when you see that, you're like, wow. It's impressive stuff. And to this day, there are very few Dolphin fans that have ever seen anybody play like him for those moments that he did. That's all. It's just stuff that will leave an impression on you forever. And if you're young, you should try to find some YouTube videos. Somebody has had to have made some kind of Daryl Gardner highlight video or some shit on YouTube. There has to be some whacked out, crazy, passionate Dolphin fan that said, hey, you know what, let me, let's make a highlight reel of Daryl Gardner because it'd be some impressive plays that you can put together on that. So, yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get to our 3A graphics sports calendar. Uh, Inter-Miami defeated Real Salt Lake yesterday 2-0, so they start the season 1-0, and pick up the three points. Calendar had two saves. Uh, Robert Taylor had the goal in the 39th minute. Diego Gomez in the 83rd. Sunday, man, this is pretty cool. Sunday night, they're at the Galaxy, 8.30. That primetime game on a Sunday night. The only thing I don't like is why are you getting one of your marquee teams and having them play twice in five days to open up the damn season? That, that, that's the part that I don't really like. Well, I think what they tried to do was have an opening night because they were the only game that played because uh, they play Saturday. Real Salt Lake plays against Saturday. I know. But so they just want to have an opening game on the Wednesday. But They're not the marquee team. Of the they're league. not, but you know what? We are. Yeah, but hey. Take care of us, bro. You don't take care. What are you talking about? They're messy. messy. They might end up putting Messi on other teams when Inter-Miami's not playing to get their money's worth on Messi. Uh, loan? <laughs> Inter-Miami loans we'll, Messi we'll, we'll loan, to NYCFC. We'll, we're loaning Messi to NYC, NYCFC, and they're giving us 40% of the gate. <laughs> and parking. And parking. Yeah, there you go. Duke, by the way, throttles UM 84-55, to 55, not their year. When Omir's 3 of 14, you're in trouble, bro. Uh, they're uh, against G-Tech on Saturday at 4 o'clock. The Sharks got it done against Barry, 88-80. to 80. They improved to 21-2. and two. Gabe Hernandez had 21 points. Saturday, they take on Florida Southern College at 4 o'clock. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Panthers are visiting Carolina, I'm sorry. And uh, Carolina's favored by a goal and a half. The over and under is 6. Tonight at 7, the Lady Canes are back in action. UM and Virginia, 7 o'clock. Uh, at 7, also Conference USA Action, FIU taking on Liberty. And at 7, SMU is visiting FAU, 7 o'clock on ESPN2. 3A Graphics, baby. You need some custom printing and embroidery. Please call Alan Blanco, 786-618-1443. All right, all right, all right. You know, we love talking about an MVP of the night and last night, well, I got to say, somebody showed up again to be the Cutter's Edge MVP of the night. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. Cutter'sEdgePro.com. Here's our Cutter'sEdgePro.com MVP of the night. I'm going to go to the Real Salt Lake game against Inter-Miami last night, and I'm going to go with Drake Callender. You know, it's easy to pick Taylor, and he's been a terrific addition, and he has grown up so much 
on this team. And by the way, I want to thank Taylor because I won last night in my hard rock bet getting Taylor as an anytime goal. So that was cool. He put me in the money. So we love that. But Drake Callender, only two saves last night. One of them was just, it, it seems like it's a highlight save at least once a game where he has to save his team. Okay? He did it so many times last year. And I know we're going to talk about Messi and we're going to talk about Busquets and we're going to talk about Alba and we're going to talk about Suarez and we're going to talk about Gomez and Kramaski and we're going to talk about Campana. And there's so many good offensive players on this team that we're going to enjoy watching and doing their thing. But I, I, what I don't want you to ever forget that Drake Callender is the freaking man. You know, like William Quigley is the man when it comes to landscaping here in South Florida. Cutter's Edge Pro's been at it for a long time. They've got over 70 trucks. Dade Broward, Palm Beach Counties, 954-472-0622. Tree trimming, landscape uh, design, outdoor lighting, artificial turf, which I swear by. I love the artificial turf for our doggies. So call the great folks at Cutter's Edge Pro, 954 954- 472-0622, like William Quigley, Drake Callender is our Cutter's Edge MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com, providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. And you can even make a Bitcoin donation, which, you know, those are our favorite donations, Bitcoin donations. Uh, Joel Townley made a donation. Thank you, sir. I did not know that you can, like, send these, uh, these, uh, these things, these posts. I had no idea what the dragon says. A few bucks for a long shot. Thanks, O. Appreciate you, man. That's very nice of you. Very nice of you. Like it, man. Very cool. Thank you, Joel. That is absolutely awesome. Cash app or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. I see JT Walker's talking to little Jasmine. And uh, Jasmine is right now stuck in there in that one and a half penny. It's uh, kind of, uh, you know, even right now. It's not up or down pretty much. So, uh we we expecting more movement from uh, from Jasmine. Hanging in there. We're winning, baby, big time. And Alethea is up eighteen point eighty eight percent. It's at five and a half cents. Trying to make its way to six. That is awesome. Star Atlas, another long shot that I gave you guys, up almost. Excuse me, twenty one percent. Still a great time to get in Star Atlas. I am not a financial advisor. It's at just barely over half a penny. These are the ones you make money on. Okay? Half a penny, small market cap. If this blows up, it can flip many times over. Okay? It was at 24 cents, and it's at half a penny. That's a 50x from here. I am not a financial advisor. So, you know, but I think it's going to pass 24 cents when it's all said and done. So, just, just telling you, that's all I'm saying. Just saying it. That's it. Kryptonite up 9%, up to 7.5 pennies. 
Uh, Pendle up 9.8%, up to $2.78. So there you go, folks. All right, what else do we have going on? Um, let's see, uh, Duke, man, beat up UM last night. Um, NSU got their win. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? Marlins signed shortstop Tim Anderson to a one-year $5 million contract. Uh, this is a guy that's been uh, in a little bit of a slump after uh, a few years of batting 300. I don't know. Listen, the, the problem with the Marlins is that nothing they do is inspiring because they do the absolute minimal to try to compete. And when you're signing players at this point, you know, you're, you're reaching, you're trying to get a bargain and trying to see if somebody can resurrect their careers, kind of like Jorge Soler did. You know what I'm saying? We're like good luck Chuck, right? We are, actually. They come here, they resurrect a group. We can't afford them. Right. And, and then it, they go and get more money. And then we, we get the decent season, which puts us what we got last year, just right. outside the playoffs. Right. And then they go off and make the money. And right. we, then we get the next guy. Right. Tim Anderson. That's Come on it. down, buddy. Tim Anderson. And, and I, I got to tell you, I, 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 I don't love baseball as much as I used to, but I still love the idea of watching the Marlins a lot. And, and they take the fun out of it, man. They just take all the fun out of it. There's nothing for me to get excited about with this team. Yeah, they've got some young pieces, but it's the same organization that can't keep people around, that can't build a core, that can't spend. And clearly, the Jeter and Eng moves the last couple of years have proven that Sherman doesn't have the money because those people probably wanted to say, okay, it's time to open up the wallets. We kind of set up the foundation. Now let's do it. And here we are again getting screwed as a fan base. So you just want a team to overachieve and – and, and, and you're constantly talking about Tampa. You just want to do things the cheap way, like Tampa. Okay, I, last time I checked, what does Tampa win? Do they have any hardware? Are there any banners hanging there? Well, oh, because they're the, they're the uh, what's that called? The, um, the, um, the team that, uh, that, what is it called? Not money. Well, they're, they're money ball without money. They're, they're money less ball. But, no, they're the team that overachieves. So let's, let's reward and talk about a team that all they're known for is overachieving. That's it. That's all Tampa Bay is known for, overachieving. You could call it winning if you want. I think it's a waste of time. Because you do enough to build a foundation, but you don't do enough to spend money so you can buy a couple stars and put yourself over the top. Because that's exactly what you're missing every single time. You're just missing the firepower because you don't spend the money. So your little team overachieves, and that's really cute all the time. But you win nothing. You have nothing to show for it. Yes. I think they're Manny Diaz when he was at the Miami Hurricanes, right? He always won the preseason. Right. Tampa Bay wins the regular season. It's just when they get into playoffs, they can't right. do anything. 
because the that money ball goes out Run. the window. Then you then got, it comes down to you didn't spend any money yep. on your on your on your team. team. So you don't have enough it stars. Doesn't work. So they can win the regular season all they want, but it means nothing. Problem is that the Royals and the Marlins have done it, where they went cheap and they got lucky and lightning in a bottle, and everybody had a uh, everybody had a career year, and you didn't need a lot of veterans. You only needed Pudge and um, Urbina and who? Low was low on that team or no? Uh, yes, Mike Lowe was on that. Yeah, but Lowe, Lowe was one of the young guys that came up. He was a little older than yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, they got him over, though. He was though. kind yeah. of part of that group. But, I mean, liter- like legit vets, it was really Pudge and Urbina. Yeah, but those teams, like you talked about, made smart decisions at the trade deadline, though, that helped them get. That was that was, uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, Dombrowski that built that team. Yeah, but they, they got, made that got, decision to help them at that time when they needed it. Like, wait, we need something else. Right. Because they knew. We get to the playoffs, we're still short. Right. And they added, and, they, and it kept them going. So, right. But, but light, the, the Royals and the, and the Marlins mm-hmm. did that, where they caught yeah. lightning in a bottle with yep. a bunch of young guys, and they wanted, and then both franchises didn't keep their teams around. They couldn't keep them around long-term and keep improving them. And then they just broke them up, and then those players just left to other teams to help other teams from the Royals and, of course, from the Marlins. You know? And that's my problem with them. It's just... I want to watch, I want to root, but it just, you don't bring it, dude. You just don't care enough. Yes, sir. Spring ball started today? Yeah. Couldn't believe I saw it on the phone. I was like, wait, I'm watching the game over here. The Dodgers are killing them. Yeah, we just don't but care. the Dodgers got, what, a $300 million payroll? Right, yeah, exactly. We just don't care. Mr. Spock says uh, Wilkins is a solid player, though. Don't think he's a four-tech DE. If he leaves, watch him go back to the inside. Think his strength is the run game against quality tackles. He's ineffective in the pass game. There you go. Uh, Let's see. Bowens and Wilkins are similar players a little bit. Wilkins might be a little bit more active. Uh, so let me ask you, between Marino and Tua, how many competent, not good, just competent QBs have we had? Oh, okay, that's another conversation. Uh, Ocala Joe Bigo, you're a common sense man living in a nonsense world. Keep telling it like it is. Yeah, I know. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. Captain Saki is in. Thank you for the compliment, sir. Daryl Gardner was once arrested for headbutting his girlfriend. Can you imagine the damage those... Uh, the, that cranial ridges could uh, do, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Tommy Tremonti is in. I, I think they will keep Van Ginkle. I really do. Uh, oh, I have a feeling if I could afford that artificial turf, my golden retriever puppy would tear it. No, he won't. Dude, I, it, it, Maiden doesn't tear it up. Nothing. Don't worry about it. That, they install it the right way. It doesn't move. It's not like a carpet that's moving around, bro. It is stays. It doesn't move. It doesn't nothing. And Maiden is a strong dog. Okay? Strong. And golden retrievers are, you know, they're kind and beautiful animals. They're, it's the, you know, probably the best heart I've ever seen from a dog is a golden retriever. Golden Retrievers don't have the edge that my girl has maiden. She's a, uh, a terrier, uh, boxer, German Shepherd mix. And, brother, let me tell you something. 
She is a beast. And she doesn't do anything to that artificial turf at all. And there are some times where she digs her nails in. She's doing it less and less because the artificial turf, they, they end up stopping to, you know, after they do their business, they realize it's not like the same as grass and they're not doing anything. So they, they do it less and less and less as time goes on. So it's actually pretty cool. But if my maiden doesn't tear it up, there's no shot that your golden retriever ever will. Because Maiden is a rambunctious, electrifying animal. I mean, my girl dog is, man, she is a ball of fire. Okay? Like, that is, she is awesome with us, but she is mean as a skunk, dude. For strangers. And aggressive. Aggressive. So, yeah, no. You'll be fine. Trust me. Now, if you go somewhere where they, like a buddy of mine, he's an idiot. Okay? I'm not going to say your name, but I love you, brother. But I told you to your face you're an idiot for not calling, you know, Cutter's Edge. Because he went cheap. And he, you know, and he has grass growing through his thing within a couple months. Mine's been on for two years and nothing. Not one thing. Not one blade has ever gone through, and the grass is in impeccable shape. I got to do a new video soon, and I'll show you guys the, the latest. After two years, and you'll see it. It's amazing. Call Cutter's Edge Pro, man. Do it right. Do it right. Do it the right way the first time, the last time. Don't be like my buddy who's a cheapo, and he's been notoriously cheap throughout his entire life. I, I've always made fun of him for being cheap. And he pays the price constantly for being cheap. So, uh, trust me, Brian, you will have no issues because Cutter's Edge Pro is just at another level, man. Orlando is more of a financial advisor than actual financial advisors. You know, I'm not going to agree with you on this, but, you know, the track record says it all, dude. <laughs> Everybody's making money, so... Which crypto app is the best? There, there's no crypto app that's the best, my brother. You're only buying them to then move it to your cold storage wallet. You don't store your crypto on any crypto app. You buy and move. So open your account on crypto.com, on BitGet, on Binance, whatever it is. Um, you can use uh, um, Exodus is another good one. But get yourself a cold storage wallet, okay? whether it's a Trezor Model T or a Tangent Wallet or something like that, and eventually you move your, your stuff there, okay? The exchanges are to buy, not to store, okay? Um, Sealer had a touchdown and a foot away from two touchdowns. Wilkins didn't get close to the end zone. I am just saying, no Robin Hood. No Robin Hood. Do not do Robin Hood. That is terrible. Move anything and everything away from Robin Hood. In a world with no cap, uh, IDE, because uh, happy keeping. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't know. What is it? I don't uh, envision being happy to keeping Willie Wilkins, as everybody says. In the real world, you can't afford to play a good player, great player money. And as for trading, I'll trade Tyreek before I trade Waddle. Yeah, but neither one's going to get 
No, that's no, none of that's ever going to happen. Um, and I'm not entertaining what you would get because that's the bro. Go call shows that all they do is talk dolphins, and they're super limited, and then they can do all those stupid hypotheticals. We're not trading Waddle. We're not trading Tyreek. So you're not getting anything. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to build a Super Bowl team. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's get to it. Uh, Dan Marino. He was asked about his, did you see this article? About his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So Marino asked about his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, the man that threw for over 61,000 yards and 420 touchdowns. Every time we say that, aren't you supposed to take a little toke there, right? It is 420 with, with uh, Marino and touchdowns. Anyways, during a recent interview, he was asked to name his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. He says, to me, Montana, Elway, Kelly, those guys, all those guys. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be considered one of the best ever. You got Tom Brady, you got a lot of guys. So there's a lot to pick from there. When asked if he'd consider himself, Marino had a humble response. Now nah, I'm not going to do that. That's for someone else to say, but I feel like I could play with all those guys. And... You know what I love about Marino? There's many things I love about Marino, my favorite Dolphin player of all time. Um, he is humble personally out there in public like that. He's not ever going to talk himself up. But behind the scenes, um, he lacks zero confidence. And he should. Because he should never lack any confidence. He should feel the way he... He does because he can play with anybody. And sometimes we land in a situation. You, it happens to you. You're a good employee. You land in a terrible business. And you see it's run terrible and all that. And you do your job. And then you go find a job that's the same kind of job with another company that does the same thing, but it's run the right way. And now you feel good, and you can excel, and you can improve, and you have confidence around you, and you can get better, and you can get promotions, and you can make more money. But in a place that's incompetent, and maybe it's run with, you know, friends or family members or anything like that, that there's some bias and you can't get ahead or you don't have the support. Nor, you know, I've worked at radio stations with Sean, that we didn't have anything to work with to try to do our jobs. You know what I mean? And so it's hard to be good at what you do when you don't have support. And Dan Marino could have won many titles. You just never gave him what he needed in order to win those, those titles. He never had a defense. He never had a running game. And that's why I laugh with the whole Tua thing with some of you morons. Like, oh, well, he needs a per No, everybody needs a team. Okay, because if you don't have Chris Jones, then Mahomes is not winning titles. You know, that's kind of the way it goes. If you don't have, um, uh, what's it called, McDuffie and, and um, what's the other guy, uh, Bird or whatever, right? Huh? Sneed, yeah, Bird, Sneed, whatever. All those, you're not winning. When he didn't have an offensive line, he got his ass kicked in the Super Bowl. Everybody needs 
a better team in order to get it done. You know, and and so to me, this is where I I feel bad for Marino at times because he, for some people, you know, he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And that's because he was in a situation that didn't allow him to excel to the point that he easily could have. Because he easily could have won a title. But you're not winning it if you don't have the right people around you. And Shula, unfortunately, failed in building a team around him. You know, but it's I'm not surprised that he mentions guys like Montana, Kelly. I mean, those guys, Elway, it's as good as it gets, man. It's good. And Elway had the same problem. He would get his ass kicked in the Super Bowl constantly. And that's because you weren't going to win with Sammy Winder. You know, now when you ended up getting Terrell Davis and you got that nasty defense, you went and won back-to-back titles, something that Marino never had, you know? And it's always good to remind people that it's not a Tua thing. It's a quarterback thing. And I'll give you an example. Justin Fields. Here's a young man that I personally haven't given up on him. I know he has accuracy issues. That's where That's his legal knock right there, right? But moxie, toughness, intelligence... Uh, work ethic, it's all there. It's all their character. It's all there with Justin Fields. So you got to kind of work with him. Do I think that he had everything to work with in Chicago? No, I don't. So wherever he does go, I hope he lands somewhere where he's given an opportunity to see if he can succeed. And that's, that's the quarterback position everywhere. And in our case here in Miami... I look at Mike McDaniel, and, man, he is the major, major freaking problem. Those of you that look at Tua, you're not looking at it the right way. That's all. You're looking at a a head coach that doesn't know how to run an offense, doesn't have any awareness of what's going on in a game on a consistent basis, constantly making mistakes. He lost his own defensive end because he kept him on on the field because he didn't have to. Three minutes left in a, in a game that was meaningless, and he had several players out there. That's no awareness. He sends in plays late, not allowing his quarterback to ever adjust to anything, setting your quarter up, quarterback for failure, constantly in love with throwing it to Tyreek Hill, setting his team up for failure because he doesn't spread the ball around enough. You know, there's a lot of things that he does that he doesn't help his quarterback out. A lot of things Shula did that didn't help his quarterback out. A lot of things the Bears did that did not help their quarterback out. You know? Yeah, you know what? You know what's a great example? Even though he's not a franchise player. Ryan Tannehill. See, you, you brought him down. You drafted him, right? And you tried to make him a passer. Where Tennessee got him and said, no, 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 we're going to run the ball a lot, and then he will throw off the run. And so he didn't have to go throwing 300 yards all the time. In fact, there were plenty of games where he was throwing 150 yards and a touchdown or two, and they were winning. And why? Because Henry and the line and the defense were dominating. And that is great coaching on Vrabel's part, bad coaching on the Dolphins' part. He understood what he had, and then he deciphers it and uses it the best way it can possibly be used. We didn't do that because we didn't have that kind of running game. 
Poor defense, by the way. Well, no, actually, at times there was a decent defense. See what I'm saying? Lamar Jackson. If you get him and you, you start making him a passer, you're an idiot. He needs to be a runner that then passes. Josh Allen. Ken Dorsey was screwing it up. He thought he could make Josh Allen a guy that can throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. No, that's not him. He's got to run. So it's either you have to understand what kind of player you have so you can play him the right way, and then you also have to then complement the player in order for that player to succeed. And it doesn't matter if you're Marino, if you're Justin Fields, if you're Tua Tungabailoa, or you're even Ryan Tannehill. You must understand what you have and then how to use it. And so far, Mike McDaniel doesn't fully understand how to use it. So, interesting to hear Marino talk about his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks and how the ones that succeed, there's a reason why they succeed. It's not only because they're great, it's because they also had the help that they needed. Something Marino did not, unfortunately. Happy Thursday, says Rosendo. Greet your problems and decisions with peace and calm. Use your inner wisdom to evaluate and make smart decisions for yourself, like Jasmine. Um, let's see. Favorite dolphin of mine, too, when it comes to pure ability to throw the ball, read defenses, get the ball out before you get to him with no running ability. It's 13 hands down to me. I, I agree. Chief sign former Bills punter, yes, Matariza, yes, 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 yes. Uh, there is a difference between the greatest of all time and the most accomplished of all time. Marino's the greatest, Brady's the most accomplished, period. Uh, a razor should have been an option here. I wonder why not. Should have been an option for a lot of teams. Because uh, the kid can punt. It's not just a Miami thing. <laughs> you know, we want all kinds of good players. We'll take it, man. Uh, did you see Marshawn Lynch, Sean? Huh? Well, oh, well, Marshawn Lynch got out of his, uh, he got a, his plea agreement deal for his DUI in Vegas, right? And so it's funny. I laugh at this. Because I'll read the story for you with, uh, with Marshawn. So Marshawn, um, Marshawn Lynch was uh, originally found sleeping at the wheel of a car in August of 2022. Um, he uh, pled uh, back then, by the way, the Seahawks running back did agree to pay a fine to the government a plea that got him out of jail for a DUI. Lynch was originally found sleeping at the wheel of a car in August of 2022. The car was located near the Las Vegas Strip, and Lynch had blood alcohol content of more than double the legal limit. The full scale of the plea was in exchange for a $1,140 fine, DUI schooling, a victim impact panel, an alcohol evaluation, 200 hours of community service, and staying out of trouble. He got the charges knocked down to a peg. Instead of a DUI, Lynch instead received a reckless driving infraction. You remember that video that he was, it's like this expensive Mustang or Corvette, and it was like on rims, I think, or something, and he was like 
stupidly drunk sitting there in the seat or something. Anyways, the reckless driving charge was not the only trouble Lynch faced driving in 2022. The former running back crashed into landscaping and a fence, resulting in a ticket given by the police. Lynch hung up his cleats for the final. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about any of that stuff. But it's interesting. I laugh because, okay, so when he's doing these courses and all that, what is he going to say? I'm only here so I don't get arrested again? Is that what he's going to say? Every time, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm only here so I don't get arrested again? So whenever they ask him a question in those classes, is that going to be his answer? Marshawn Lynch. You would have gotten the DUI. You would have paid a lot of money, okay? A lot of money. What's that? Oh, yeah, we all would have been locked up. Hell, yeah. Are you kidding me? Did you see Matt Barnes lost his TV gig? So Matt Barnes was uh, working with the Sacramento Kings, right? So a spokesperson for NBC Sports California said the network that broadcast the Kings told the B this week that the retired NBA swingman Barnes will no longer be appearing for them. The move ends a two-and-a-half-season run for Barnes, who joined NBC Sports California back in 2021 and it appeared on King's broadcast pre- and post-game coverage. So, now NBC Sports California did not disclose the reasoning behind their decision. It comes several weeks after Barnes was accused of aggressively confronting a student broadcaster at a high school basketball game that Barnes' son was playing in. The viral video circulated online showing Barnes putting his hands on the student broadcaster's shoulder. They've got the clip there. You can watch it. You can go look for it. The 43-year-old NBA, whatever, and then they go on on to talk about his experience and career, which I never give a shit about. They always do that for everything that they do. Uh, Matt Barnes has always had, like, an anger issue. Matt Barnes is the guy you want on your team just in case somebody gets out of line. Matt Barnes is the guy that's going to come off the bench and knock the crap out of you, right? Matt Barnes is the guy you want next to you in an alley. All right? I mean, I, I can't have enough respect to tell you how much I would want Matt Barnes with me right next to me in a fight, okay? Because he has crazy eyes. You know, there are some people that they can act tough, and you look at them, and you're like, yeah, bro, you're not really that tough. And then there are some guys that you could just look at them, and you know that Matt Barnes is the kind of guy that you're going to have to kill him in order to stop him. Kind of like a Mexican boxer. Okay? That's kind of the stereotype for a man. You step into the ring with a Mexican boxer, if you can't knock him out with your fist, you're going to need a two-by-four. Because he's not going down. Okay? If you're going to get in the ring with a Mexican boxer, you better strap it on and you better be ready to fight. Because they're always ready to fight. Well, Matt Barnes is like a Mexican boxer, okay? That's the kind of guy he is. But again, his anger issues have been a problem throughout his career, and now it cost him a broadcasting career. Sad. I kind of like his style, you know? But you kind of know, you know, that dude's not wired the right way. Be careful, you know, that kind of stuff. Did you see that Justin Fields now is not following the Chicago Bears anymore? All right, can I just call bullshit? Listen, can we just be honest in this world at times? Even if it's uncomfortable. 
but at least you know where somebody's coming from. So he unfollowed the Bears and the NFL and all kinds of stuff, and so he was on a podcast, and they asked him, all right, so, you know, why aren't you following the Bears anymore? And he says, well, why do people take social media so serious? I still mess with the Bears. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollowed the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not trying to have football on my timeline. So Fields compared it to messing with a girl but not following them on social media. It's something that I don't want to spend my time on. I'm about to go on vacation, he said. I'm tired of hearing the talk, the trade talk. I just want it to be over. And you know what? Just stay to that, my brother. Just be honest. Hey, we all know what's going on. I'm not coming back to the Bears. So I unfollowed them. Okay? The Bears clearly are moving on from me. They're going to take the kid from USC at number one. That's what he should have said. Because that's exactly what's going on. He's pissed that the Bears have forgotten him. And like I told you before, he shouldn't be pissed. You know, it's kind of like what I tell you guys sometimes with some of these dips. That's not a negative. It's an opportunity. Well, this is a dip in Justin Fields' career. It's not a negative. It's an opportunity. Because he was just in a place for a few years that completely mismanaged his career. And really didn't give him a true opportunity to succeed. Maybe, just maybe, he lands somewhere where they actually know how to treat a quarterback. And maybe, just maybe, he becomes successful. So this is an opportunity, not a negative for Justin Fields. And be honest, man. Justin, we know what's going on, dude. We know they're going to get rid of you. Good luck to you, bro. Good luck to you in your next stop. You know? Uh, let's do a little music and uh, entertainment. We love doing a little music and entertainment. Let's go with uh, some birthdays today. Decent list. I think I went over it. There were a couple of decent names there today celebrating birthdays on February 22nd. First of all, we start off with some dude named George Washington. He was born in 1732. We lost him in 1799. Drew Barrymore. Actress is 49 years old. Steve Irwin. Uh, we born on this date in 62. We lost him in 2006. Robert Kardashian, born in 44 on this date, lost him in 2003. Robert Waldlow, born in 1918, lost him in 1940. I want to say this is the tallest man in the world or something. Yeah. At 811, he became the tallest man in the world and had his name in the Guinness Book of World Records. He's casually known as the Giant of Illinois. Eight foot, 11 inches, bro. He weighed 400 pounds. That must have been a miserable existence for him, man. Eight, 11, yeah, you can't. And, and in those days, he was born 1918 through 1940. He only lived 22 years, dude. Because health-wise, there's no way. Yeah, man, weird. Yeah, it's a, you can't do anything at 811. Jesus. Eight foot eleven, dude. That's crazy. Julie Walters, movie actress, is 74. Nick Lauda, car driver, race car driver, born in 1949. We lost him in 2019. 
Uh, Rajon Rondo, 38 years old today. My favorite basketball player of all time, Julius Doc Irving, 74 years old today. Uh, let's see. James Hong, movie actor, 95, still around with us. You know who he is once you see him. He's been in so, right? Huh? I say James Hong, you may not know who he is, but like you've seen, you've seen this guy like four in four billion movies, dude. Okay, James Hong, 95 years old. So those are birthdays today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go with uh, music history. In 67 on this date, Abbey Road Studios in London was uh, uh, hopping. Pink Floyd was there working on their debut album, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Meanwhile, the Beatles were recording the giant piano chord at the end of A Day in the Life on Sgt. Pepper. It's a hell of a day. In 89, for the first time ever, there was a category for heavy metal at the Grammy Awards, and Metallica performed at the awards show and was nominated for the trophy. But much to everyone's surprise, I, I remember that, the award went to Jethro Tull, causing a lot of audience members to boo. Like, Jethro Tull is, is not metal. It's prog rock more than anything else. Idiots. In 2005, Korn announced that guitarist and founding member Brian Head Welsh had left the band to focus on a life of Christianity. Head would go on to release a solo album, pen and autobiography, and then, in 2013, return to the band. In 2006, iTunes hit a milestone, selling its billionth download. The track, Coldplay's Speed of Sound, was purchased by a 16-year-old in Michigan who, along with getting the song, also got a phone call from Steve Jobs, an iPod, and some other prizes. In 2014, iTunes passed the 35 billion song sold mark. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty amazing. Slayer, and if NorCal is watching, I know he's paying attention right now. Your buddy Kenny King, NorCal. Louder Than Life Tour has been announced for 2024. All right? And they're going to be playing on two, um, two, um, two festivals. The Riot Festival that they'll be playing at. And uh, they'll also be playing, uh, where is it? And the Louisville Festival. So there you go, Riot and Louisville. They'll be playing those two to start. Okay? So they called the, the last time they, they said that it was their final tour, kind of said that it was premature, and apparently it was. So apparently Gwen Stefani throws up when she hears No Doubt songs, or almost throws up. The 54-year-old rich girl singer recently revealed that hearing songs from her past band, No Doubt, makes her want to vomit. I can't listen to a lot of the songs because they speak so clearly to me. And it's like, you know, you have regrets, you have mistakes you've made, and most of the songs are about that. She added, if I do ex-girlfriend, even when I say it, 
I almost throw up in my mouth just knowing exactly where I was at that moment to write that song and what I know now. It's just like, oh my God, it just brings you back. Stefani was part of the music group back in 86 to 2004 and then went on to pursue her solo career, which absolutely sucks, by the way. Uh, the voice coach also has used her love life for so many of No Doubt songs, such as the 95 tune Don't Speak. That was about her, band, her split with bandmate Tony Canal. Ex-girlfriend dropped in 2000 and was about her former husband, Gavin Rosdale. Stefani is now married to a country star in Blake Shelton. And here's my problem with Gwen Stefani and why she reminds me of Robert Plant, who all he does is constantly piss me off. So Stefani says, there's a lot of times that you'll be on a tour and doing the repetitive songs, but it's not the songs. You're with these new people every night and they're receiving the songs. I can't believe I was chosen to have this life because it's such an incredible way to express yourself and know yourself. And so no doubt, by the way, we'll be at Coachella in 2024, which I would love to go to Coachella just to go see No Doubt. And I got to tell you, I love No Doubt. I think that was an excellent band, and the music was awesome. And I think Gwen Stefani's solo career is garbage. I'm not into that girly music, the Taylor Swift stuff, the Beyonce, the Stefani, the, I don't know, you can, there's a couple of others that are kind of like the same kind of crappy music. that I just don't like that bubblegum pop music, okay? No Doubt had passion, dude. No Doubt was, that was... And, and this whole thing about stirring up memories and all, oh, please get over it, dude. Get over it. Th this is why it reminds me of Robert Plant, who's become a standoff asshole when it comes to Led Zeppelin and his early solo stuff. Because the stuff he did with the ship shafters is not that good. And the Allison Krauss stuff, okay, bluegrass. If you like bluegrass, yes, it's, it's award-winning and all that, but you're Robert Plant, dude. We know you for Led Zeppelin, and we know you for a lot of your solo work, too. And those early albums were awesome, dude. The Big Log and, and um, Now in Zen, Manic Nirvana, uh, Shaken Stirred, whatever. I think that, that the Blue Red album, I can see it in front of me, the, uh, the one with the Little by Little. And everything. I mean, there's so many good songs. And he acts like he's above playing Led Zeppelin and his early solo stuff and all that. It drives me crazy. It's the best music you ever came up with, dude. You should embrace it. I know that where you're at now in the stage of your voice, maybe you can't hold some of those notes, and that's cool. It's understandable. But this whole attitude that he has... And she has it too. I, 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 it's, like, it's like the artist that doesn't want to play some of their hits and people go to the concert and they walk away and they're pissed and it's like, yo, dude, that's why they know you. Play the hits. Oh, no, I want, like Bon Jovi. He started just playing a lot of new stuff and very few old stuff and it's like, yo, dude, your new shit sucks. Bon Jovi, just so you'll know, your last four or five albums, whatever, were terrible. Go play your first four or five album, which those are exceptional. That's what they know you for. And so, Gwen, I get it. Maybe your little, little teenage girls and all that pop around for your little Gwen Stefani solo stuff. But the real music you made was with no doubt. Embrace it. Appreciate it. Because a lot of us love it.
Stevie Nicks, by the way, has, uh, has announced a tour. So if uh, you're interested, there is a uh, Florida date. She's expanded her U.S. tour, her complete studio album and rarities tour, February 24th this month in two days. Stevie Nicks will be at the Hard Rock Live. New Orleans on February 28th. You can go and check out the dates. It ends in Chicago on June 21st. Napa, May 21st, 24th, I'm sorry. Nashville, May 14th. Charlotte, May 4th. Um, Albany, New York, June 12th. Hershey, Pennsylvania, June 15th. So those are some of the dates. You can look up the rest of them if you're interested in Stevie Nicks and her tour this year. Uh, Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Isais, thank you, sir. Made a Bitcoin donation. Yeah, baby. Love me some Bitcoin donation, man. It's fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very nice of you. Cash App or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Thank you, sir. Those are my fair. That's a that's a that's a donation that keeps giving and giving and giving. Love it. Uh, true fin fan. Thank you for the love on the super chat. He says you and Sean are my goats. Real talk. Thank you, sir. Uh, D Wolverines. Thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O. Big thanks for your info on Bitcoin. I jumped on late, but thanks to your insight, I'm on board now and making moves with all of your advice. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, man. You're welcome, and all of you out there, remember to take profits along the way because a lot of these things have hit and hit big, and you, you're you up 40, 50, 60, 100%, 200%. Make sure you take profits along the way. It's very important to do that. Okay? Now that we hit and we're making money, make some money. Take it off. Okay? So why didn't Lynch just take the subway? Well, they don't have one in Vegas. They do have a monorail, but it doesn't take you. It's like it's it's like the stupid shit we did here in South Florida. I don't think most of you are not old enough. When we built the Metro Fail, okay, yeah, I call it the Metro Fail, not the Metro Rail. When we built the Metro Fail, you know what Ronald Reagan was quoted as saying? They should have given everybody in Miami a Cadillac instead. It would have been cheaper. Now, in in hindsight. They should have kept giving everybody the Cadillac by building it everywhere. And that way it takes you everywhere. So that's the problem here with that one. That unfortunately doesn't take you everywhere. So the, the one in Vegas, so you, you're going to need a car in Vegas. If you really want to get around in Vegas, if you only need to get through a couple of hotels, you could take that monorail. But if you really want to cruise around Vegas, you need a car. You have to have a car. You want to go to Hoover Dam? You need a car. You want to go to um, go eat a steak at um, uh, what's that place uh, that's off the Strip? Oh God, it's kind of a um, anyway. You know, certain places, certain restaurants, you're going to have to go off the Strip. Certain things, you're going to have to go off the Strip. You know, so yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. But yeah, so that's probably why he was in drunk off his ass in his car. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China is a great film with Hong in it. Yes, you are right. You are right. He's he's all over the place. 
He's in many movies. He's uh, in a Romeo Must Die. He's the father in Romeo Must Die. Uh, I was uh, today years old when I learned that famous Canadian singer produced their own song for Ethiopian Famine uh, relief in the 80s. Oh, I think I remember the one you're talking about. That Glass Tiger was part of it and Brian Adams and all that kind of stuff. I think I remember that. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's why I stopped going to Bon Jovi. Well, plus he can't sing anymore. His voice has been shot too. That's the other thing. One, you don't go to Bon Jovi concerts because he doesn't play the old songs enough. I, I warned Hawk when I was still at QAM, I remember he was going to the concert and I think he said his wife loved it and I warned him, I said, hey Hawk, he doesn't play a lot of classics. And I, and I think he complained after that he was like, man, he doesn't play a lot of the old stuff and, and that's what you end up learning. Plus he can't sing anymore. He just doesn't have the voice anymore, you know? I, 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 didn't, I don't know anything about his personal life. I don't know if he was a druggie or, or an alky or anything like that, or his voice just burned out, which it could happen to all of us, right? Any of us that do this kind of stuff, like a lot of people don't even last as long as I've had for 34 years, or the stuff my wife does every day as a teacher, which, you know, you're repeating the same shit six, seven, eight times a day for different classes. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, think Blue Dodgers says, shout out Finns Nation and Big O Army. Thank you, sir. Even walking the strip sucks. The hotels ain't that. No, no, yeah, 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 you can't. No, you need a car. Just bought some Jasmine coin, Big O. Okay, but remember, it's pumped up a lot now. Okay. You, you've bought it after it's pumped 150%. <laughs> All right, so, uh, no, 200%. 200%. So let's, now I still think it'll go up, you know what I mean? But obviously you're not going to enjoy the same kind of gains if you went a little earlier. Um, again, not a financial advisor, but Star Atlas is still under a penny. Okay, and not for nothing, but I'm on a freaking roll. Not a financial advisor, maybe I'm just lucky here, but we hit on Aletheia twice. We got injective protocol back in 22 when nobody knew about injective protocol. At $1.30 something, it went up 2,000%. Um, Jasmine, we hit on Jasmine now. It was under half a penny. It went all the way to a third of a penny. And now it's at a penny and a half. So it has timed several times already. We also hit on Aletheia, liquid intelligence token. That's also a small cap, long shot one that we, so far... Uh, so we've hit on several of them. Star Atlas is, was under a penny yesterday at 45. It's funny because I sent a friend of mine yesterday. I said, yo, dude, I know you've taken my advice for others, and I sent it to him at 45, and right now it's at 53. So it went up already uh, a nice little percentage from when I told him yesterday because it's up 17%, and it's up at half a penny at .0053. Just, just barely over half a penny. These are the kinds that you make a lot of money. And by the way, Star Atlas was at 24 cents. That's a 50X from here. If it goes back to where it was at 24. The first time I bought Star Atlas was 9 cents. 
And then we had the crash, and then I loaded way under a penny at 0.0017. No, 13. 0.0013. So right now at the 55 mark, I've already four times those investments right there. So just so you'll know, okay? Just one to throw out there just in case. Ethereum, by the way, is flirting with 3,000 again, 2,981. Polygon is up 6%. HBAR is up almost 14%, 11.84, approaching 12 cents. We've been telling you about HBAR since it was at 4 cents. So right now we're three-timing our money from the 4 cent mark to the 12 cent mark. Um, Atlas, like I told you, is up 17.81 at 53,000th of a penny. I think is how it's said. Uh, Gala is up almost 7%, approaching 3 cents. Mana, the central land up 3 cents, up to 49 cents. Aletheia is up 16.3%, up to 5.5 cents. It's been flirting at the 5.5 cent area for all day since yesterday. Rendor, by the way, is up 11%. I'm not a Rendor guy, but it's a damn good company. Axelar, I gave you guys Axelar a while back when it was at a dollar. It's at dollar forty nine now. Okay, dollar forty nine. Again, not a financial advisor by any stretch. By the way, where where is uh, where is our boys Ando at that we gave you a while back? see where Ando is at. How many of you, any of you got into Ando finally? Let's see. Ando is up to 44 cents. I gave it to him at 24. 24 to 44. I'm just saying, man, you know, you guys, um, not a financial advisor. I'll repeat that over and over and over again. Do your own homework. I know I do mine. So, there you go. Uh, Big O, did you ever listen to the first two Yes albums uh, before Fragile? The Yes album, songs like Survival, Time, and A Word Worth. Yes, yes I have. I've listened to everything Yes. Everything Yes. And I love everything Yes. I'm a prog guy, bro. So, from Yes to Dream Theater. You know, because Dream Theater for me is the best prog band on the planet right now, right? Anybody disagree with me on that one? Can you, can you give me a better prog uh, band than that one right now on the planet? Dream Theater. So I'm a big prog guy. Love, yes. Love Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Uh, love all of that, dude. Huge prog guy. So I got no problem with that. Um, let's see. Are you sure you're not a financial advisor? I thought you were a loan shark. That works. Uh, slot in Hialeah. Um, where can I get Star Atlas? Go to, remember I always tell you guys, go to coinmarketcap.com, put in whatever coin and scroll halfway and you'll see the list of places you can buy it at. Okay? Um, I, I, got a, um, I got a lot of my Star Atlas on um, Exodus. 
What I do is I buy Solana and swap it for Star Atlas. That's what I do. Okay? So that's how I get my Star Atlas. So I, but, but again, go to coinmarketcap.com and you'll see a list of places that sell Star Atlas. You might be able to get it somewhere else. Okay? Check it out. CoinMarketCap will help you in any coin that you're looking for. You hit it there, and then when you get to that coin, then you scroll halfway through it, and it'll, there'll be a list there of places, DeFi and, and crypto exchanges where they sell the coin. Right, all right, all right. All right, uh, let's see. Where to research crypto without finding FUD? Did you do a segment of that yesterday when I explained it? it it's there? It's in one of the crypto segments? On the audio side? Okay, uh, Ron, go to our audio, okay, our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it is you use. Yesterday, there's a crypto segment. Do you know which one it is? His organized ass will even tell me the title and everything. Anyway, look for that, and I explain a lot of things there. And you can, what is it? Crypto researches. There you go. Pretty simple. Resources, resources, crypto resources. Yesterday, he made a segment of it on the audio side, not video, audio. So go find it there, and I explain it there a bunch. I've done that several times. And yes. if you look through further back in the crypto, there's other ones where maybe yeah. some of the some of the sites he didn't issue there or some of the other stuff he put on other one. There's been there's a lot a of crypto segments. There's if, getting started in crypto. There's resources. There's different ones. Right. So all that. And remember, we have two crypto bro shows up. Uh, they and I'll be recording a new one tomorrow. Um, and they're they're all on Twitter, Twitch, or Facebook. Orlando Alzagari Facebook. So they're not here on this platform yet. Uh, so we're only doing straight social media, and I'll do one tomorrow. I don't have a set time for it yet. I'm just popping in and doing it, so make sure you have the notification bell so you know when, I'm, when we're going on. Okay? Dream Theater equals awesome, says Brett. You know it. Rush, of course. But Rush is not around now, Eddie. Like right now, Dream Theater, I think, is the best prog band out there. You know what I mean? Rush... Yeah, number one prog band of all time. Yes, they are the godfathers of Prague. I would put yes behind them, but definitely Rush would be number one uh, with, uh, with the Prague stuff. But I mean, like right now, active. I, I don't think there's anybody better than Dream Theater. I don't know if you're a Dream Theater guy, by the way. You know? Petrucci is, he's fantastic, dude. You know, Awesome. Uh, Dream Theater is the goat of prog rock, and oh, cannot disagree there. It's hard. Right now, we don't have a lot of great, like, there, there, there's very few active bands that are at the level of Dream Theater. Chad says, I got to see Dream Theater at, Me at Megadeth in 07 at Sound Device Amphitheater. Uh, top 10 show of my life for sure. Well, that's, uh, that's, a hell of a, that's a hell of a combination right there. So during the Wilkins explanation... One could sub out Wilkins for Tua, but yet you're a hater if you say Tua didn't perform against better teams. Ponderous, man, ponderous. Tim Bowens was a badass. Yeah, um, see, that's the problem, Ernest. That's actually not true. So that's, 
that's where it doesn't really fly because he performed not all the time, but there were some times that he did perform well. The Kansas City game was not his fault. You know what I mean? The first one was all Tyreek. He made the plays. But you conveniently forget that. Just like the year before, you're going to forget Buffalo, where he hits Tyreek and, and he drops a touchdown, and Trent Sherfield drops a touchdown, and Braylon Sanders stops to run. You know what I mean? Where the coach forgets to keep running to help your quarterback, where the coach forgets to get plays in. But that's all right, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Like I said, um, I'm not here to convince you. So I don't really give a shit if you don't like the kid or not or don't believe in him. Personally, like I've said, those of you that think it's Tua, I don't think you know what you're talking about. You know? You said Tua the same thing during everything that was going on with Flo. You're the same guy. Because all of you were picking on Tua during Flo. And I clearly pointed out that it had nothing to do with Tua. And McDaniel made the, the environment better for him. Just like the injuries. You're the same guy, Ernest Blaine. Tua can't stay healthy. And I'm the guy that went against the grain. You know, it's uh, ponderous, man. I told everybody, he's not injury prone. He just holds on to the ball too long. And in the NFL, you cannot hold on to the ball too long because you will die in the NFL. And guess what? He didn't hold on to the ball, Mr. Blaine. And guess what? Just like the other Blaine, it disappeared. Isn't there a magician called Blaine? There you go. Right? So there you go, Blaine. The injuries disappeared. I wonder why. Because it's not what you think. Two is not the issue. It's that the people around him are incompetent. It's just that McDaniel is not as incompetent as Brian Flores. Well, Brian Flores was evil and incompetent. Because he hated Tua, and then he obviously did everything to bury the kid. But that's all right. David Blaine, right? There you go. So, you know, that's all right, dude. I'm, it, it's all good, man. You know, it's fine. I do this all the time, that the overzealous fanatic, which is what you are, Mr. Blaine, you're not really logical. That's the problem with fanatics. Fanatics don't have a lot of logic. They don't use common sense. They don't really look at the big picture. You know what I mean? It's like the idiot that tells me Bitcoin's a scam. All right, dumbass. You know, it's like, what what are you going to do with people like that? You know, I can't, the most powerful, the smartest, and and richest people in the world are are gobbling it up like Pac-Man. So you think it's fake? Really? Okay. All right. It's just shit that you can't change. So, that's all. It's all good, man. It all comes to light eventually, right? Either I'll be right or I'll be wrong. Same thing, right? That's all it is. Big I might just rival you on prog rock. I saw numerous times in the 70s. Yes, ELP, Genesis, Super Tramp, Tall Rush, and Dream Theater, among others. Well, I'll tell you something, my brother. You got me already on Supertramp because I saw Roger, but by himself, 
at the Boca Black Box, right? That's where we saw him, Boca Black Box, right? And it's not the same as watching Super Tramp. You know what I'm saying? Even though Roger is the heart and soul of everything of Super Tramp, you really needed the whole band, and we didn't see the whole band. It was kind of a one-man show type of thing. He had a keyboard with some you know, music recorded in the background and all that. He sounded great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like seeing Super Tramp like what you saw. And so I got to give you props, dude. Uh, and if you saw the original ELP, you have that on me too, my friend, because I did not. I saw – now, wait a minute. Did you see Genesis Pure Prague? Are you talking about Genesis Peter Gabriel? That's badass. Now, I, I will be honest on this. I am not a fan of that Genesis. That's the Prague that I'm not really that into. Yes is Prague I'm into. Rush is Prague I'm into. Dream Theater I'm into. ELP I'm into. Early Genesis with Peter Gabriel? Not that good. I don't like it that much. And I'm probably in the minority, but give me Genesis Phil Collins on a hundred times over. I thought it was really odd and weird, the prog rock that Genesis had in the early days. So you're way ahead of me, dude, if you saw those. Way ahead of me. What? Oh, okay, so he, said, he saw Peter Gabriel. Okay, so yeah. Oh, you're, you're, dude, you crush me. You crush me. Now, I have no interest in seeing Peter Gabriel Genesis. None whatsoever. I'll be honest. I know I have every interest in seeing Peter Gabriel solo. Not now, because I've seen his set lists, and he plays very few hits. You know what I mean? I almost, uh, if I want to see Peter Gabriel, I want, to, I want you to play practically the entire So album. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's just one of the greatest albums of the 80s. That was a masterpiece of masterpieces, the So album. So, there you go. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, by the way, do you, oh, you, you can't do this. But for us Apple folks, did you guys check out Apple Sports? If you don't know about this, Apple has just taken out a... Uh, a um, Okay. Uh, Apple just took out this new app, and it's pretty cool. It's got like a court on it. No, no, it's free, completely free. It's an Apple app, but because you know they're headed to sports, right? Like last night I was watching Messi on Apple, and they have, they have baseball. They have some other stuff. Huh? You watch Messi what? Oh, on, well, yeah, okay. But, that, but that's your MLS ticket, Right. Right, right, the season pass. So, um, but you know the platform itself, just like Amazon and Netflix, they're all getting sports. So what they did was they, they created an app called Apple Sports. Now, it doesn't come updated automatically. You have to go download it from the App Store. And then you put in your favorite teams. And so it's, it's really, really cool. So now I don't have to search. I just hit the app, boom. And like tonight, I have... The FIU women's basketball team against Liberty. The FIU men's team against Liberty. I have the women's team UM against Virginia. I have the Panthers and the Hurricanes. And I have FAU, FAU and SMU. Right? Those are all the local games going on tonight. So I put all my favorites in there, which is all the local teams, of course, because I'm a hometown guy. And so every day. And so then yesterday, 
you have the score, you know, from UM and the score from the soccer game. And then you can click into it and then you'll get the whole breakdown, all the stats and everything. So it's actually really cool. So if you happen to be an Apple person like I am, Apple Sports, pretty cool. Set it up and that way you just go directly to that. You just hit that app and it updates all your local teams and your local scores. And for me, that's super cool. So there you go for... For you South Florida sport, or any, wherever you live, it doesn't matter. You can use it to, and, and, you know, trim it to however you want in your part of your country. Uh, Big O, uh, Tua hasn't shown up in any December or January games. Yeah, neither has the Dolphins for 30 years, my brother. Uh, that's, that, again, Brandon, you know, you add to Ernest and many others that lack knowledge and intelligence and common sense. Okay. You're blaming it on Tua when it's the entire team and especially your head coach. The head coach is the most major fuck up that there is on this team. And I love the guy. And I want him to succeed. But it ain't going to stop me from saying he's a complete goofball running this team. So until you fix the game day coach, nobody will win. They're, They're winning in spite of him. Just like with Flo, they won in spite of him because they have some talent. But it's up to the coach to make a difference in the games, and he's not a difference maker by any way, shape, or form. But you go ahead and keep blaming the quarterback. It's all good. It's all good. All right, I'm out of here with all that stupid talk. I'm blaming to it. We thank David Ferronis. We thank, of course, Steve Calibro, making it nice and easy. The Brunetti family, John Brunetti Jr., we just saw him now a little while ago. Appreciate him and everybody out here that makes it nice and easy. We're always here in the second floor poker room. Remember, we've got your $100 no regret first bet going on, and it starts next month, March 1st, all right? You go downstairs and you play the the uh, slots, the loosest slots in, in, in the state of Florida, and the more you play, the more entries you get, and at the end of March... They are going to give away that, that electric Mustang that's out there, okay? So we're going to play some video games and see if we can win it. A wife could use an, a, a new car. Can you use a new car? Right? You could, right? Maybe? A little bit? So, you know, you, could you use a new car? There you go. I mean, some of you may just buy a new car with your Jasmine winnings. I mean, you know, what can I tell you? Uh, seriously, thanks to everybody out there. Everybody has sent in a super chat. Everybody has sent in Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to uh, hit the notification bell. Tomorrow we're at Acura Pembroke Pines. Uh, we'll be out there at 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 and Pines. Again, it'll be like this, around 3.30 in the afternoon. A little delayed. Some of our road uh, broadcasts are going to be a little later in the afternoon for the next couple of weeks as I go through my foot issue. Uh, we thank everyone. We, and I got to thank my incredible wife because without her, this really doesn't happen. We'll see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. And may Bitcoin blow up.